Quran. Peace be upon these worthy servants of Allah. And now with your permission, I would like to get down to business and allow me to talk honestly and truthfully without judging me. Just me and hear me out to the end. I thought that I should like to come today and stand before you and let Almighty God have his way with me and guide the words out of my mouth and my heart that I might speak to your minds and to your heart that we may have come in as many but I pray that God will allow us to go out as one. We have played a significant role in this nation and now we have even a greater role to play. You might ask yourself, if God is just, why did God allow us through our fathers to come into slavery and suffer the worst form of slavery ever in the history of the world? For there never has been a people that have lost their names, their language, their culture, their religion, cut off from their history and the knowledge of their God and their religion, then sold as shuttle slaves for 300 years. And for the last 100 years, near we have suffered under the injustice of a power that seeks to keep us in a place that some have said is an inferior position. We are still suffering from the hands of those in office that look exactly like us. But I respectively say, to you that it's written in the Bible that God will choose a foolish people to be his own people. And I know most of you will not want to claim that you are foolish people, but I'll claim it on behalf of my own people who last year spent 180 billion runs and 150 billion of which went into the hands of other people. That is foolish. He said he will choose a people who are despised and rejected. And though there are many on this earth who are despised and rejected, none fits that description of the despised and the rejected. None fits the description of the lost ship, of the lost people, of the lost brother, more than the black man and woman of South Africa and Africans in diaspora. But all human beings seem lost to me today. As I look at humanity, it is such a through no prophet of God has ever appeared among us. Because as human beings, we are filled with hatred for one another. We are destroying each other. And at this very moment in Lutuli House, we have the members of the oldest liberation movement in Africa fighting and jostling for positions while the people that elected them into office kill, rape, and die from starvation. The star has always been used to represent justice. So where there is no justice, Human beings begin to act savage or have a sense of insanity because of the deprivation of this vital principle of life, the principle of justice. There will never be no peace in South Africa unless that peace is structured on the principle of justice. Justice for the woman, justice for those who suffer in the world, justice for the poor and the weak, justice for the sick and the imprisoned, justice for those who have been locked out of society. Unless justice comes, there can, never no, there can never be no peace, even in this great nation. We will be at each other's throats as long as the principle of justice and equality are denied. This is the only country you can rape, kill, and even steal billions that contain entire generations to poverty, but still defiantly walk in public and say, what are you going to do about it? So today... As I look at the children of Abraham, Muslims, Christians, and Jews, 
Abraham will be totally upset that we will recognize him as a father and God as a father and then turn around and slaughter each other as going on even as we speak. God will be displeased. In the Holy Quran, it teaches us Abraham was not a Jew or a Christian. He was an upright man. So we cannot claim Abraham by blood lineage alone. We can only claim Abraham as a father if we live upright as Abraham did and worship nothing or no one but the one true God. Now, why are you saying this, Mr. Mululu? Because just across 25 years ago, this country was the beacon of hope in the world. If you look at a horizontal line and you take your protractor and go up 33 degrees from the horizontal plane, you'll be in this position, which means you have not yet reached uprightness. It takes 90 degrees of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding for the human being to stand upright. It is the nature of the human being to come into the world lying on a horizontal or dead level. But as fast as the child begins to get strength, it finds something to pull up on, into uprightness, and then it grows in uprightness on the physical level. But what about the spiritual and the moral plane of existence? Brothers and sisters, I respectively say to the human family, 33 degrees of knowledge that rules this world means that the rulers have just begun to thaw out. For water freezes at 32 degrees, and anything that is under 32 degrees is frozen. Now, why am I saying this? If you look at the human family, now I'm talking about black, brown, red, yellow, and white. We all seem to be frozen on a subhuman level of existence. I'm going to say it again because I want you to think with me. I say humanity seems to be frozen on a subhuman level. In Islam, and I believe in Christian theology and Jewish theology as well, there are three stages of human development. The first stage is called the animalistic stage of development, and all of us have animal passions. But when we submit to animal passions, where we start living purely by instinct, then we can go do evil things to one another in that animalistic stage of development. But when moral consciousness comes and we have a self-accusing spirit, it's then that we become human beings. All we see now is beings, but you rarely see a human being. Right now, we have the potential for humanity, but we have not reached that potential because we are functioning on the animalistic plane of existence. Allah says in the Quran, and I quote, We created you into tribes and families that you may know one another and parentically not despise one another. End of quote. But look at us. The hatred that exists between black and white, between brown and white, between red and white, between yellow and white. The hatred that exists between black and black, between brown and brown, between red and red, between yellow and yellow, between white and white. Within our own racial families, there is division, there is hatred, there is bloodshed. But God created us into tribes and families that we may know one another. My question to you today is, what do we know of each other but the worst of each other? We have not yet seen a man or woman as man and a woman were created to be. 
we are caricature of what God intended. If in the Genesis he created the man and the woman in his own image and after his own likeness, he created us then to be reflections of himself. And David the psalmist says, we are all gods, children of the highest God. But look at our behavior. Certain has turned us completely around where we can say, yeah, we all dogs, children of the most low certain. Whose children are we? Whose child are you? A lady the other day said, Brother Steve, we are all the children of God. And I said, yes, we have that potential. And I said, but certain has a lot of children too. So my question to us as human beings is, whose children are we? And how will we know that we are children of God except that our actions and our speech is a godly action and a godly speech? Otherwise, we have to say we have been devoured by Satan, Iblis. In the Bible, Job was a righteous man. And God told Job that he was going to turn Job into the hands of Satan to be tried. And in the book of Job, we read where the sons of God came to present themselves before God and the devil came along with them. Which means that the children of God were hanging out with the devil and didn't know it. So when they got in front of God, God said, Whence cometh thou, Satan? And Satan answered, saying, I'm coming from up and down, to and fro, seeking whom I may devour. So as a Christian, you are supposed to be the body of Christ. But who has consumed us that we now reflect more certain than God? Who are we walking with that we are not aware that we are walking satanically or with certain? Certain does not have to be a spirit, though it is in each and every one of us parenting as a challenge. A righteous disciple, Peter, was talking to Jesus and Jesus turned around and said to him, Whence cometh thou? Oh, get away from me, Satan. He called his own disciple Satan. So each of us, at some time, no matter how much righteousness we profess, can be satanic in our thought, satanic in our word. And though we have unholy garments, it does not stop us from being captivated by the spirit that is alien to God. Now, let us see where we are. Mululu, you've been preaching black love for years. And I have to say to my beautiful black brothers and sisters, I had to preach blackness to you. And I know it sounds strange, but if we were not living in a world that made black something ugly, that caused us as a dark people to feel ashamed of ourselves and filled with self-hatred, Nelson Mandela would not have had to talk to you about the beauty of being black. But he had to talk to us about the beauty of being black because someone was teaching us that black was ugly and that white was beautiful. And therefore, white people have been made sick on one end. Black people have been made sick on another end. And the disease of white supremacy and black inferiority is what has poisoned the bloodstream of religion so that even when we try to be brothers in Islam, there is a poison that ill affects brotherhood. When we try to be brothers in Christianity, there is a poison that limits the brotherhood that we produce even though we claim Jesus Christ. In Judaism, there is a poison that separates the black Jew from the Semitic Jew from the Ashkenazi Jew. Poison exists in democracy. Poison exists in capitalism. Poison exists in communism, in socialism. And in, it is this poison 
that has to be identified and it has to be uprooted in the human family in order for us to relate to each other as Almighty God wanted us to relate to one another. I created you into tribes and families that you may know one another. Alright, let us look at that a little further because you find that in the Quran. If you look in Africa today, what is it that caused the Tutsi and the Hutu to destroy each other or the Tutsi to destroy the Hutu? What is it that caused ethnic cleansing in Kosovo? What is it that has caused one people to destroy or seek the destruction of another? What is it that has caused South Africans to attack, maim, and kill their African brothers from the rest of Africa? What is it that caused the Turkish to destroy the Armenians? What is it in us that makes us act the way we act? I respectfully say to you, my beloved brothers and sisters, and members of the potential human family, that a poison exists, and it starts with the thought that I'm better than you because I'm black, or I'm better than you because I'm white, or I'm better than you because I'm rich, or I'm better than you because I'm more highly educated, or I'm better than you because I have something that you don't have. These are false yardsticks used by human beings to justify their ill treatment of one another. In the Holy Quran, Iblis, which is another name or characteristic of Satan, Shaitan, was told to bow down to a man that was made of dust. And Iblis refused to bow down. And God asked him, Why didn't you bow down when I commanded you to? And Iblis said, <laughs> Because I'm better than he. I'm made of fire while he's made of dust. Wherever you start thinking you are better because of some characteristic that you have that sets you apart from somebody else, this is the beginning of our satanic mind. I want you to hear me because there's a yardstick that we can say one is better than the other. But it is not your face. It is not your race. It is not your color. It is not your creed. Neither is it the kind of car that you drive. The thing that makes one human being better than another is our duty to God and our righteous contact. Now, saying that, I know that this country founded the founding fathers never saw the demographics that we see today. Black people multiplying, brown people multiplying, Asians coming in, other Africans from Africa coming in. Now we say this is a multicultural, multiracial society. And you say, Lulu, the way you speak, you have no place in such a multiracial, multicultural society. And I say to you, your talk of multicultural, multiracial can be charged to be hypocritical unless you revamp the whole educational system that really enslaves the mind of our young and poisons the minds of our elderly. It is wonderful to say that Greeks started Western civilization, but that is only partly true. Why can't we be honest enough to put in the history book that civilization, civilization started in Africa with people of dark skin? Why can't you say that? That doesn't diminish a Caucasian by saying that civilization began in Africa or in Egypt. We are only diminished when we try to hide the truth, to exalt ourselves because of our color. Then you are putting yourself down. White supremacy as a philosophy has denied white human beings the growth into humanity and growth into divinity. I'm going to say it again. May I? White supremacy as a philosophy has denied Caucasian people from growth into humanity and into their own divinity. Black inferiority 
has denied our growth into humanity and into our divinity. So these mindsets that have affected the Asians, that have affected the Indians from the subcontinent, that in India we are divided by color and the lighter-skinned Indians are better and the dark-skinned Indians are worse. We have allowed what makes us different to become a badge of honor or a badge of shame. Let us imagine you're holding a bucket of flowers. Now, look at it. What is more beautiful than a bucket of flowers? Different colors, but growing out of a common earth, needing a common water, growing into a common atmosphere. Who would be stupid enough to say the rose is better than the orchid? You just won't talk like that. Nature won't let you say the rose is better than the orchid. The rose might be your preference, but who said it's better? That is stupid talk. Excuse me. I think it's ignorant, don't you? Now, look at the earth out of which we grow. There is black earth. There is brown earth. There is red earth, yes. There is sand that is white, sand that is pink. And we who live on the earth rejoice because we grow our food in the black earth. We make our bricks from the red clay. We put our foot in the sand when we go to the beach. And we're not thinking of sand supremacy or black earth supremacy. We are just enjoying what God has given us. And we give him the praise for allowing us to enjoy such a beautiful, magnificent creation. Look on your finger. What kind of stone do you have that represents your birth? Some of us have yellow stone. Some of us have a blue stone. Some of us are blessed to have a diamond. And what makes the diamond so pretty is in the light it shows up many different colors. And we are so fascinated by the many different colors. We love diamonds. And diamonds are a girl's best friend. A man's best friend too. <laughs> and that's why they are killing each other in Central Africa, in West Africa, and in Southern Africa over diamonds. Remember the movie Blood Diamonds? It's real. That one is no fiction. But imagine that you will exalt one stone over the other. Because of this color, if you like rubies, they are red. If you look like uh, emeralds, they are green. But you don't make color distinctions with the stones. You don't make color distinctions necessarily with the earth. If you look at the planets, this planet shows up blue. Mars shows up red. God is the author of color. Why are you going crazy? Because you see color in the flowers color in the rocks, color in the earth, color everywhere you look, and color in the human family. And now we can accept the differences in rocks and stones in earth, but we cannot accept the differences of color and the characteristics in one another. That says that the human being is sick. Are we sick? Of course we are. Do we need a doctor? Yes. Now look at this. And I'll put this down for a minute. Now look at this. You say, I got Jesus. Others say, I've got Muhammad. Others say, I've got Moses. Others say, I don't believe in God. Fine. But Jesus will be upset today because I respectfully say to my Christian family, this may sound harsh, and I don't want you to fall out with me, but I want you to think about what I'm saying. You have not yet risen into true Christianity as we speak. Why do I say that, Christians? Because Christians are followers of Christ. I think it's one of the apostles that said, in Christ there's no Jew or no Greek. There's no bond or no free. There's no male or no female. 
all are one in Christ. We have not gotten there yet because sexism has put the woman down. Materialism has exalted things over the value of human life. Nationalism has exalted a flag over your flag. South Africa has more churches than the whole of Europe combined. But we dwarf everybody out there by the kind of heinous acts that we act and we practice. I don't let religion define me. I'm a Christian. Did you hear me? Steve said, I'm a Christian. I'm a Jew. I'm a Muslim. I'm a Pentecostal. I'm of the Church of God in Christ. I'm a Jehovah's Witness. I'm a Mason. I'm a Shriner. I'm all of that and then some because I refuse to let things limit me as to who I really am. And you should not allow that either. Now, when I say I'm a Christian, I delight in the cross. It means a lot to me. The cross is not a symbol of wood with a horizontal and a vertical bar. The cross is a symbol of the dual nature of the human being. He has a horizontal nature which is animalistic. He has an upright nature which is vertical. The cross represents our struggle to overcome the horizontal human nature and grow into the vertical godly nature. Life and love are the same words. If you don't love, you don't have life. And if you don't have life, you have no life. And wherever there is hatred, there is death. Wherever there is hatred, there is the destruction of that which is the nature of God. And that is why we say God is love. That is not a tender emotion. That is the creative force of out of which the whole universe was created.